All right, so we'll do our first episode of What's in the Box. I think that's what we'll go with for the name. And uh, I'm uh, Simon, and uh, over here is the road dog. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Charisma. Charismatic. (laughs) And Michael. Yes. uh, Welcome, everyone. First episode. um, And I believe Simon, our host over here, is going to just introduce, give us a brief introduction of the concept of what, That's right. What we're about. So I've moved into a new home, but for the last three years, I've had my whole CD collection that I built from age 13 upwards. This would have been one of the first ones, our first episode, and they've yeah. been in boxes. And so I thought, well, I've got all these boxes here. Why don't we just randomly pick a CD and talk about it? Because there's a good likelihood that we would have heard this CD at parties over our teenage years, or we'd each individually have them, or occasionally there'll be one that I've just fucking bought randomly that you guys haven't heard and you'll go what the fuck are we listening to so it's an opportunity to revisit albums but also be introduced to something that's right and and when you're the jack and my collection we might even do a random selection from you 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 boys collection as well so we get a bit of motley crew or some machine head or something (laughs) (laughs) what what, uh you did mention to me the amount of number of cds that you have Uh, uh, i cataloged it it's about 790 something so once we get to 791 (laughs) we'll have sponsorship that's right (laughs) we'll get we'll get uh limoed to the the location for the podcast by then so before we get into it what's everyone drinking yeah so um today i I have bring a mixed six pack um I have a uh, a person near and dear to me that's actually involved in the liquor industry, so I'll get a little bit uh, treated from time to time. But I, there is uh, Adamstown um, celebrations very close to where I live, so they have a really extensive craft range. And they're not even paying us for this. No, they're not. So they this is just... They could sponsor us a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's something for the future. But um, I, I got a mixed six-pack yesterday and just picked a few um, selections out of it. Involved in that... Six pack was a, uh, a a brewery that's actually over at Stockton called uh, Sticks Brewing. So Sticks um, Brewing, yeah, S T Y X. Yeah, oh yeah, like, uh, like the band Sticks. That's right. Yeah. So um, yeah, but at the moment I'm on a, a milk stout by Batch Brewing, um, and it's definitely stout weather coming into the. Where's the Batch cold Brewing stuff. from? I think it's um Sydney. Yeah, Marrickville, New South Wales. So there you go. It's uh, one of the up-and-comers of the, the craft scene. And I think it just goes hand-in-hand hand, talking music. You need to have a brew to go with it. Goes well, doesn't it? Really, the alcohol is just the amplifier that you plug into. <laughs> <laughs> what are you plugging into, Timo? A bit of Hollandia. And uh, I virtually just drink this one because it's uh, cheap. Cheap. Because uh, it's it goes, cheap. It goes down quite well. One for all budgets. I'm drinking Uberbrow because it's cheap as well. It's, it's a Coles exclusive. It's brewed exclusively for Coles. Uh, it's it's Uberlegener Uber Geschmack. Yes. yes. I've heard that one before. It's premium quality. <laughs> brewed in accordance to the... Uh, right, right. The Peru aid. The Peru aid. I think that's Peru. Pure, purity aid. Yes, that's right. There's a purity the brewing oath. There is a there's a word, uh, Reinsgebold or something like that. That yeah. the Germans say it's the German purity law for brewing beer. There it's been go. since uh, fifteen hundred something. Yeah, fifteen twelve or fifteen sixteen. So it says fifteen sixteen here. Yep, there you go. Wilhelm the Fourth, the Duke of Bavaria. Yep, he 
That's he was Germany, like, is it? Bavaria? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a state of uh, Germany because yeah. back then Germany was all separate states. They were just a, a coalition of states yeah. together. Um, and it wasn't until the late 1800s they actually became their own country. Fantastic. Yeah. At the end of each episode, or because we're going to record two episodes today, so at the end of the second episode, I'll pull up my catalogue electronically and we'll hit the random button and that'll tell us what we're going to do next week. Yeah. That, that sounds good. It's like a or lucky day. Next dip. week, next two, three months, whenever we Whenever the next episode happens because we're all busy men in our That's lives. Right. But uh, firstly, I just want to say, like growing up, just some more background that, and I, I think you agree with us here, Road Dog, that uh, <laughs> I called you Tim before, your secret's out. I'll have to edit that out. That uh, Simon growing up had the most extensive music catalogue when it came to CDs. Like I actually tried to aspire and, and try and follow on. I seen his uh, room and it was like there was no paint on the wall because, or if there was, you couldn't see it because there were so many posters, all CDs stacked up. You know, his, his CD stackers. So he was the always only non-music poster I had was a wooden Carl Malone poster. And on the back of it, I had a picture magazine centerfold of Adele Stevens yes. tipping milk all over herself. Yes, I remember that. And uh, <laughs> I wonder whatever happened to Adele. I reckon she'd be still a good sort even after well, all these years. I looked fairly recently. Yeah? She's still going okay? She's still going all right. Does she live in Australia? No, she's English. She's English, yeah. yeah right, there you go. Yeah. Um, but I think... Uh, I have seen her eat German sausage though, so... Oh, yes. Um I think uh, she, like, they had many words in Pitchy Magazine growing up. Like, they'd invent a new word for a, a female breast. And I, I remember the British version was BAPS. <laughs> the BAPS. And she, she had some very That's impressive. That's a bread roll, isn't it? The BAPS. I don't know. But, yeah, all I know, I'd eat that bread roll. <laughs> well, used to, anyway, when I was young at that age. With, with consent, yeah. of course. Yes. <laughs> but it'd be different these days, obviously. <laughs> But uh, but but anyway, Simon Simon's room was always like you. If you wanted to ask about a band, if you wanted to experiment, I I know I asked you about endless bands, like, and and I just want to get some knowledge. Hey, I'm into this at the moment. What's a side project of this uh guy in this band? And and basically, I could not only get advice, but Simon would actually have the CD there and he'd pass it on to you. You know, like, and then you go and give it a listen. So, and, and I tried my best in vain. I never achieved the heights or the extensiveness <laughs> of his music catalogue, but I tried in vain to follow on in that path. Yeah. Um, Michael's also had a successful life out of, outside of knowing fucking nothing about anything except music, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fredo has always had that interest and, um, yeah, going around there and just uh, searching through and he just found it a hobby to collect these CDs that uh, we will be reviewing. That's right. And the JB trips that we did back in the day, back when we were all single, well, freshly out well, of school. Well, early um, early on, we used to do the old sanity trip and she used to have to always get out the big folder. By she, he means Tammy. Tammy, who <laughs> and, was uh, sanity. Shout out to Tammy. <laughs> and yeah, she got, used to bring out the big folder and look up these things. And Some obscure shit and she'd roll her eyes and go, I've never even heard of this and fucking it'd be stuff. Like, Eight weeks later, she'd give us a call to say, "Yeah, come in and get this one. Come and get it." And that was the way it was back then. It was like it wasn't like you could. And they literally had on. a big folder with eight hundred or so pages that they'd reprint every week because they had that much. The new yeah. well, now it's been updated, so yeah. now you can 
Fuck that. But that, this isn't like we could just get online and de- oh, we want to experiment with something new. We want to download this song. It was nothing at that stage. You know, yeah. It was just like you really had to go on the search. And I think that had a bit of charm to it. I think it was like you actually had to work hard to get that city. And um, I'll never forget that time that Tim went to JB Hi Fi. And bought that Phil Anselmo fucking <laughs> side project CD. Viking Crown. Viking Crown. On, on, on uh, Sex Daniel's recommendation. <laughs> I was like, Tim, it's fucking Phil Anselmo from Pantera. What could, it, how can you go wrong? How could it be bad? And you just got out of the car. Skeptical is always like, you're always like a little bit tentative. Like, and, and you fucking put it in the... Recorded in the fucking... You back, played back it. You game out of the store and played it in the car. Ah, that's right. And then turned the car off and took it back in. <laughs> and got a refund on the it's spot. Like, this is shit. <laughs> but that was a part of the fun of it. <laughs> and we, what was the? What was that band? Viking, Viking Crown. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> All right. I think we've set the stage for our first yeah. selection this week. So, uh, do you want to unveil it, Mr. Host? The first album we're doing is Def Leppard Adrenalize. Woo! It's uh, one, of the f- one of the earliest CDs I ever bought. Uh, you can tell I've had it for ages. The book's all fucked up. and It's a little bit creased and folded. folded. It's been uh, pulled out a few times just to... Um, when you're experimenting with your sexuality and looking at the centerfold photo in there of the Def Leppard boys... <laughs> this is no indication of the uh, age of the CD as Fredo's not too good at looking after shit anyway. <laughs> True that is an original from my childhood. Yeah. So, so when do you reckon you first got this CD? Um, well, I remember the, the single came out, Let's Get Rocked. And I've, I'm not saying I got it the day it came out, but it wouldn't have been very far after that. So you're thinking 91, Well, 92. it came out in 92. 92. I'll give you a bit of history about the album. So it was released in March of 1992. It's Def Leppard's fifth studio album, the follow-up to the multi-million seller Hysteria, uh, which to date has sold 25 million copies worldwide. One of the biggest albums of all time. That's right. Where do, you, where do you go from? A lot of bands find this problem when you hit that peak. Where do you go from there? You know? That's right. I think also uh, Steve Clark, died in the that's right very, and that's a very key point that we're going to follow on with this later on for sure and drank uh, and drugged himself and, uh, into an early death more it was like uh john bonham had a sunday session compared to the alcohol he had in him. <laughs> 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 but uh the, when it came out it went to number one on the charts in the states it kept bruce springsteen's album human touch and Lucky Town, he released two albums at the same time, and they were bumped out of the top spot by Adrenalize. Really? And uh, at number seven on the charts at that time was Nirvana's Nevermind. Wow. So it was a fairly Gives you an indication. tumultuous time. Did anyone actually listen to it before they bought it? Did they just think it was I Hysteria they, Part 2? It was Hysteria Part <laughs> Well, the first single did some good business. Yeah. Okay. So I remember, I remember Let's Get Rocked, um, the film clip as a kid, Growing up, because it was like computer generated yeah. kind of thing. Have you watched it any time recently? No, it's, it's fucking awful. Yeah, it would be terrible. It I is. think um, Bart Simpson kind of influenced. Like it's the it. same guy. That's exactly what the idea of the song was. That it was a Bart Simpson type character. But the film clip was done by the same guy who did Dire Straits' "Money for Nothing", Nothing film clip. Yeah, which is a song about Motley Crue, by the way. Is it? Yes, because uh, they they were t- poking fun at how. Uh, 
how Motley Crue aren't the best musicians in the world, whereas Dire Straits are a little bit <laughs> better. So they were like, how the fuck do these guys reach the top of the charts? So that's why Money for Nothing Chicks are free. Um, Let's Get Rock came in the number six on the ARIA Australian singles chart. So it was pretty... You know, you would have been to seen it on Rage and Video Hits. Or Molly Meldrum's fucking introduction on Hey Hey, it's Saturday. <laughs> and Molly would just be, if it was Colin Minogue, he'd just, you know, fucking spoof his load over it. Oh, it doesn't matter. She could have been just fucking painting walls and recording the sound to it. And it would have been great, you know. And that's how Molly rolled. Until he fell off the back of his fucking Feel ladder. Of trouble on the ladder. <laughs> that's what happens when you climb ladders in the industry. You'll fall off them. I have an issue with Let's Get Rocked. What's your issue? Okay, Let's let, dive into let, it. Bit, bit of background. Def Leppard, I, I kind of like you were the man that got into Def Leppard first. But I loved them when I was a kid. They were the first band that I got into from on the back of this because I remember going to Shaker's Restaurant at Maitland <laughs> and they had a video jukebox and that I'd put a dollar in every time and play Let's Get Rocked. And then after that, I fell in love with Hootie and the Blowfish and thought I would I was done with Def Leppard because Hootie and the Blowfish were times change, artists and grunge. That's right. And, and then matured. I found Pearl Jam later. But, uh, <laughs> but they were your fir- they were your first Def musical Lep- love. I had a poster on the wall, a Def Leppard poster with uh, the one arm drummer and everything. Rick Allen, Rick Allen, your brother, <laughs> Road Dog, Uncle Rick, Uncle Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I love Def Leppard. I don't know who. Um, I know that you were into them as a kid, but later on in life, I always felt they were the perfect hair metal band where both the guys and the girls could get involved with as equal vigor. Yeah. They had enough guitars. They had enough, um, in their early side, enough sort of uh, streetwise aggressiveness to get the guys in. But then there was the hooks, the big fucking choruses <laughs> that got the girls dancing and singing along as well so i thought they had hit that perfect medium when it came came to getting both males and females involved whereas when you get to adrenalize and let's get rock which is probably the biggest song that came off this album the opening track and it's them poking fun at the fucking thing they created they created this kind of hair metal movement early on. They they came from England. They were part of the new new, new wave, wave of, of British, British heavy, heavy metal. metal. But their thought, early releases sound nothing. Well, like I that. Thought, honestly, I think High and Dry is their best fucking album. Um, Even the uh, the Def Leppard EP, their first thing, it's so much more organic than yeah. yes, but the it just, Lang production yes. that they became. So you you get to Pyromania and they take a bit of a change. It it isn't so. Um, and that's why I like High and Dry because it's so organic and so. That's uh, the word I think, organic. It's yeah, seemed, and it's, I don't know if a lot of that's to do with Rick Allen losing his arm, so they went to a more like, triggered, processed yeah, drum sound and a cleaner sound. Yeah, I think Mutt Lang just um, put a lot of gloss and sheen yeah. on, on top of what their sound was, and they've continued this on even though he's only involved as an executive producer. That's the first one he wasn't actively at the knobs for since. Yeah, yes. Um, through the night their first album was the last one that didn't have him yep. and I think High and Dry they got him on board because first he one just he came in. off the back of doing ACDC Back in Black yeah. I think so they kept tweaking the yeah. kept tweaking the sound for him there so I, I've got issues with like how they're kind of poking fun at metalheads hair metal guys yeah. just this uh, 
I guess they're saying <laughs> this dumb generation that's coming through that's just listened to our music and we produced that, so now we're just going to poke fun at them. I don't know how much they're poking fun at it, though, because in their liner notes for the greatest hits and all that, they're always saying that people miss their humour. I think they're not so much... I don't know if they're trying to poke fun at it. They might be trying to get some humour out of it, but I think they're just really fucking terrible at getting a joke across. Yeah, maybe. Mate, I just felt that's the way I perceived it. That's the way that I felt about it. So I always felt that previously had stuff like Rocket and Pour Some Sugar On Me, which was the big riff, guitar-driven things. And then you had like Love Bites, the ballad. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to Adrenalize, that's the only two things they know how to do. Yeah. that agree. seems to be the drive of most of the songs on there. It's either a snappy, guitar-driven, clean riff thing, or it's this effects-heavy, oh, I'm fucking emotional, and yeah, I, uh, ballad. And that's where I don't really rate this album at all. Uh, to be honest, like as big as a Def Leppard fan I am, especially... The early career, I'd never actually listened to this album start to finish until Simon said this is the album that we're doing for yeah. the opening week. So um, I, I definitely heard tracks, but never gone through start to finish. And that brings me to the um, the title of the album, Adrenalize. Um, I, I don't think, it, I think it's a misleading title. I think fucking mowing the very- lawn. Fucking mopping the floor, <laughs> vacuuming would have been a way better fucking uh, title because it's a chore to fucking get through it. What it's about a terrible <laughs> album? That it was fucking hard. And honestly, I listened to it once and I promised myself that I was going to give it another go and I just didn't get there. I, I just couldn't do it. To what myself. about how the art the artwork is a play on the name? It's like an eye that's full of adrenaline, adrenalized. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like the pupil yeah. as um, what's what's the word when it like opens up? Open up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the pupil is expanded. Dilated. Dilated. That's the one. That's what I was looking for. Um, so yeah, there's a dilated like pupil with like electricity all around, and just trying yeah. to. Yeah, that's right. My my only problem with Let's Get Rocked is that they did. They front-loaded the album with the best song on the album. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like three. Make love like a like, man. You know, I think this could have been a three-track EP with the first three tracks. Well, the first three tracks would be uh, make it on any greatest hits. And after that, it's... Yeah. I, it's, I do like White Lightning because I, I didn't uh, actually... Research. <laughs> I didn't research it, but I get the feeling that this is Phil Collins' tribute to Steve. Yeah, Clark. Yeah, it's a total Steve Clark. Yeah, it's a Steve Clark tribute, tribute. and I, I don't know the opening guitar All that thing. Fucking wankery. It's it's either Steve Clark, an old recording, or it's either Phil Collins doing a tribute. In his I don't style. think I don't think Steve Clark appears on the album. I, I think he wrote a lot of the album. And that you know, yeah. he was nearly dead, and this is what he came up with. I think it sounds like it. Yeah, so I, I, that might be harsh. I, like the back half, let's uh, stand up. So did they only have one guitar? No, no. Yeah, that, Phil Collin recorded all this himself, and after that they got Vivian Campbell from Dio's right. band. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's um, still in the band to this day. I always, is. whenever I hear the name Vivian Campbell, I always think of a black English fella, which he's not. He's a white he dude. He boxes. <laughs> 
Yeah, but no, he's uh, yeah, he's got curly hair too. It's yeah, hard, it's hard to be. It doesn't a rock- look like I thought he would look based on his name. Yeah, you, be a rock and roller guitarist. Having curly <laughs> hair is a fucking like it's a hard sell. Well, Rick Allen's got the curly hair too, but he's there. a drummer. Being a guitarist is a different yeah. thing. There's different expectations. The only other one that that's really made is Slash. Phil Collins, a tough guy. Yeah, he's, he's pumped now. Yeah, he's I remember ripped. seeing yeah. Def Leppard at Newcastle Entertainment Centre. He's ripped. Probably pre two thousand and nine. And uh, that dude is jacked right now. He is just uh, working out every day. He's uh, he's looking the goods. We're just having a look at his autobiography. Is it there, Simon? Yeah, uh, I'm just adrenalized. This will work well for a podcast when I show you a picture of him. <laughs> <laughs> we can describe it. There's a picture. Oh, my fucking fingers don't want to work. Look, look at those abs. He's jacked. And you got to. He likes himself that. too. He. Does he? Includes the picture of himself. He's my abs. He's a, he's with, a with no picture of his face. No, that's right. <laughs> it's just the abs. abs. It's literally just the abs. There you go. Look at that. Using his guitar neck as a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his lady down there? Is she yeah, a... that's his wife. He's got a Halford vibe going on here. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Is there a bit of a gay thing going on there as well? Or... Well, he's, that's his wife, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> There are, I don't know be, what they get up to. He doesn't mention that in here. It's not one of those tell-all no, biographies. Don't, don't rule it out. There's plenty just, of gay guys out there that are married. Not that there's anything wrong about that. But <laughs> I feel like you're trying to tell be us honest. something, Timo. <laughs> Have you got something to tell us, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Road Dog, sorry. <laughs> Road Dog. Did anyone else hear the rumour that they once performed Do You Want to Get Rocked on TV? Or somewhere, but they said, "Do you want to get fucked?" I remember what? when I was a young fella, that was because that was the, they obviously are talking about fucking when they say, "Let's get rocked." Yeah, it's tongue in cheek. Yeah, innu- innuendo. I heard one time that they flirted with the controversy, but I couldn't find any evidence of that. Like when I was a kid, before there was a way to validate anything, that was the rumor I heard. Yeah. Okay. No. Nah, oh, yeah. nah. nah, no one else. I, I've never heard that that rumor. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about the back half of this album. So number six, we've got Stand Up. Um, kick Love Into Motion. Kick Love Into Motion, which is all one title. Totally number, beige. I don't remember a fucking thing about that song. To, number seven, Personal Property. Number Personal eight. Property. Have you it's ever loved someone so bad? My issue with Have You Ever Loved Someone So Bad is there is a line in there he says, and to the girl I've got to have, I've got to have you, baby. Yeah, it's just redundant. Yeah. To the girl I've got to have, I've got to have you. Yeah, that's yeah. just lazy. It's, it is, yeah, lazy. Uh, then we got number nine. I want to touch you. And that's it, isn't it? And then number ten, tear it down. Tear it down. I want to touch you. That's not too bad. It's got the big vocal harmonies at the start. I want to touch you. Yeah. Till we stick like glue. Yeah, the, like the big vocal in, intro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do remember that. But uh, really, the back half of the album is really what it just takes. It's like in quicksand, and the, you're just sinking slowly. I like the bit at the end of "I Want to Touch You." It's a little bit, a little too much. Could never be enough now. And then it closes with a, it's, yeah, just a good finish. Part. Yeah, but "Tear It Down" was a B-side of um, "Animal" from the Hysteria album, was it? And they, they, I think it was originally going to be on the retroactive album, but they thought, well, 
what's an album with only nine songs? You better put this stinker on the end of this <laughs> already <laughs> shit. Didn't make the cut last time, but we'll throw it on this time. But I, I really just think, like, and we talked about it a little bit before there, Road Dog, about the uh, the the peak of these bands. Um, you know, they, they hit their the absolute peak where they just burst into mainstream consciousness. And then you've got to follow it up. And it's the integrity of the band. What do you do with that follow-up? You know, where do you go? Do you do the same thing? Do you continue on like a Kiss or AC? No, not so much Kiss because they did change a lot. But ACDC is probably a better example. Or Motorhead where you just plow on and yeah, do what you, you know do. What you're gonna get. You know what you're going to get. You buy one of those albums. Yeah, you and you, good albums and bad albums, but it's all it's the same. It's all the same. Whereas do you change it up? Do you go Faith No More and uh, do an Angel Dust or... You, know, you can't do that every album. All right. You you can't, but but what I feel like Def Leppard did, they just kind of came out and what we've got a um what was it, a five or six year absence since the since it's hysteria? Well hysteria eighty six I thought it was hysteria. Well, yeah, it would be eighty seven maybe. That, yeah. Um and you know, at the time, probably the biggest album in the world yeah. at that time. Yeah. Like, and there was a lot of anticipation leading up to Hysteria. Um, he had Rick Allen lose his arm in that car crash. And basically, they were thinking... That was know, before Hysteria, wasn't it? Yeah, before Hysteria. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you before, in the lead up to Hysteria, you get your drummer and he loses his arm in a car crash. Well, okay, you're out of the band. Like, there's no future. And this guy had the balls to say, no, nah, man, like, I can figure this out. I can use pedals. I can, I can make this still work for me. Yeah. And... Um, you know, so all credit to Rick Allen for charging on. Um, and there was a few other different circumstances that ha- occurred and happened around the History album. They delayed that album. Then they came out and they made, like, it was kind of like the 1980s Tool album. Like, you, you just had so much anticipation. <laughs> you didn't know where it was going to land. And then all of a sudden, they make this fucking huge album that just, blew, like, blast into the stratosphere. And, and They'd sort of got a bit of traction with Pyromania, yeah, and then... Oh, for sure. Like, and they took it to another def- level. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pyromania. I love Pyromania. I, I honestly probably listen to Pyromania more, and I think it's a better album start to finish. Whereas I find the back end of Hysteria, Hysteria. really, really Hysteria like, or Hysteria. Uh, I don't know. Because he's hysterical. Hysterical. Hyster- you, you, where am I saying it? Hysteria. Hysteria. It could be Hysteria. 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 Yeah, yeah it's probably his. Her, High hiss, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that's just that's just me growing up in East Germany. <laughs> would you would you recommend that album to anyone to listen to under any circumstances? Uh, no, only if you had to go through the entire catalogue of Def Leppard. Um, I would say proceed with caution, but um, I would not recommend this album just on its own merits. Same. Road Dog, sorry. Same. Same. Uh, it's got a few. It starts off out the blocks early, but after those first three, it sort of. One, one and three. I mean, I, personally, I'm just a greatest hits Def Leppard man. Leopard fan. Um, they've really delved into the albums. Delved, delved into the albums. Yeah. And I think when I. And listen, that's not going to make I listen, change your mind. Yeah. I think uh, this is the first time I've listened to one of their albums. I've listened to Hysteria and. Uh, didn't really like the songs outside of the hits. The hits. 
Like the uh, first seven or eight tracks. Yeah, I mean, it, it <laughs> makes up most of the album. But uh, well, they still got seven singles out of that. Seven of those songs were released as singles. I, I fucking hate how um, hair metal band. Like I know I'm saying I'm calling Def Leppard a hair metal band, but they are essentially. They were. It was, I know they didn't come from LA. They were the new wave of British heavy metal, but I, I sort of include them in that group. And the thing is, I hate the fact that all these bands had to include a fucking ballad because the record company said this is what's going to sell. You want a female audience, this is what you've got to do. Well, I don't think that's... I think, again, they you can they splinter off into the hard, heavy-based, you know, let, uh, let's get rocked is cut straight from that pour some sugar on me sort of yeah, mold. Yeah, well, it's just, and yeah, then they hit the fucking pay dirt with Love Bites. They're like, well, Love Bites is a great... Don't get me wrong, I don't hate ballads. I love a well-executed ballad. Love Bites is a great example, and I think it's one of the fucking greatest ballads Awful. of all time. <laughs> Just because... Uh, you, you hate it? I fucking hate you it. You hate Love Bites? I do not man, like it. Man, I, I, I think it's... Pro, uh, the computer processed voice that watch out, Love Bites. <laughs> but that's Mutt Lang. That's yeah. him fucking around on the... That, that's his voice. <laughs> yeah. He's fucking around on the production yeah. and doing shit like that all the time. Um... Because it was new at that time, it was Mutt Lang just experimenting. I kind of liked it. Um, and the fact, like, I don't know, like, I just felt like he just fed these guys a, a, a bullshit plan that they just stuck to and clung to. I, I don't really think when I look at Def Leppard post-hysteria, oh, you're hysterical, hysterical, <laughs> um, they've ever had a great moment afterwards. No, well... Apart from maybe Let's Get Rocked. They had three albums that came out in the 90s. This one, Retroactive and Slang. This really feels like the tail end of the 80s. They're just dragging that out. Retroactive is a B-sides collection from mostly the 80s, which is shits all over Adrenalize. It's got some really good stuff on there. And then Slang is playing catch-up with the grittier grungy sounds like it's not a grunge album but they try and bring a bit of that dirty grit into the sound and i remember liking it when i was younger but i went back and listened to it a couple of years ago and i was like this is fucking awful (laughs) yeah i yeah i i just can't i do have albums post yeah hysteria and and um but yeah, well, I would recommend going to see him live. Oh, for sure! Fucking amazing. I've seen performers in a show. Yeah, still to this day, I remember like that show that I mentioned earlier at Newcastle Entertainment Centre. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in Sydney as well at some point as well. And and their greatest hits like fucking racks up. But I've got a live CD of them doing an LA Forum show prior to Hysteria, so it's like on the Pyromania tour. Yeah. And man, for me that that's still got that streetwise rock. Yeah. They're a gang. They're guys that fucking hang out. They don't have American model wives and all that hysteria <laughs> money in their bank account. And you can tell that fucking authenticity is still there within their music. They they still enjoy rocking out. It's not a job. It's they do it's a, a Vegas passion. show now, don't they? They got a, do they? I'm pretty right. sure they got a show in Vegas. Is Vegas a residency is a Vegas re- residency the sign <coughs> of like death of your career? Well, I don't know if it's the death of your career, but it's definitely the death of any shred of integrity, surely, <laughs> or creativity, <laughs> human nature for one of them. <laughs> How do you know that, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Vegas. Tim's uh, got a closet. Have you? Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Did you go to the Human Nature Show there? I, no. 
you've got your finger on the pulse of human nature and what I they do. I just know what goes on in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't talk about it. Why is that, Tim? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that pretty much summarizes the first album. I don't think there's anyone who's going to recommend that you go and listen to it. I would recommend that you listen to, if you have to investigate it, listen to the first three songs, but you could probably still still skip the second song because yeah. Make Love Like a Man, that's a cracker of a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it yeah, its due. Yeah. It's, it's okay. just don't call me the, Gigolo, yeah. don't call me being Casanova. Looking around and see these chicks looking at you, you think, yeah. <laughs> It's on. Another <laughs> uh, day in my life. Make too. love like a road dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sex Daniels. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. he when he's at home? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I think that's a good summary. I think all up, like. It can it, go back in the box and it stay can, there. It can go back in the box and, um, yeah. They I, just reissued it on. A vinyl box set with the, the albums of the 90s. You get that, Slang and Retroactive and Three Rarities for 200 bucks in a box. I won't yeah. be buying it. No, I, uh, I'll leave that one away. I wouldn't mind getting Retroactive. I, I, if you must listen to Def Leppard from the 90s, Retroactive is the way to go. I honestly haven't heard it. I'll Thoroughly it recommended. They've, they've re-recorded one of the songs from their debut album um, called Right Into The Sun. Fucking cracker with See, the first song, Desert Song. Good stuff. Even when these fucking bands from the 80s had a crack <clears throat> at the grunge sound, I don't mind what they did. Like, I, I know it's like... You're a, a, you're a Motley Crue aficionado. And the Corobi? Corobi. John Corobi album, which is Motley Crue self-titled. That's the grungy album, man. And, and man, it is a fucking stellar <clears throat> album. Krang, when it first came out, gave it five Ks, and I still agree with that. It's still a classic <laughs> album. It just doesn't sound like a Motley Crue album. So that's where all the criticism comes from. Yeah. All, right, all right. So this is the outro. That's the outro for okay. Death Leopard. Don't buy this album. Listen to two songs if you have to. And uh, we're not going to draw out another. We're, we're not saying Death Leopard's bad, <clears throat> but just go anything pre Adrenalize. The right, uh, in, what is it? On through the night. That's a good album. Yeah, it's it's a shit it's, album color, it's sh- but it's yeah, shit album color, and it also like the production's very um very budget at that yeah, stage, yeah. you know, because it's their them first starting out. So, but uh, on through the uh, that that was one we just talked about, high and dry. Love that album. Awesome album. They get a bit more production value in Pyromania. I think that's their best album. And then Hysteria. on those albums, as a side note. I mentioned On Through the Night has a shit album cover. Then they get the Hypnosis guys to do some album covers for us who did Pink Floyd. Every Def Leppard album's had a fucking awful album cover, yeah? Oh, what the fuck's going on with this? Pyromania is the only one that makes any literal sense. Like there's fire and... It's got this kind of like... What the fuck is going on with Hysteria? Prelude to 9-11, you know? It's like (laughs) Pyromania, it's like... How could they know this? Were they informed by like the, <coughs> the CIA, CIA or someone? Like, were they in or the George know? Bush? There's some conspiracy theories I, there. I picked Pyromania up on LP with no cover, so I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> How did you do that? Two bucks, mate. Oh, it's just the record itself. Yeah, just the uh, record. Uh, okay, got yeah. that. Worth every dollar. Well, I'm still happy with it. Yeah. So we won't be drawing a new album today because we already know what our next random album will be. 
will well, we be... need to introduce that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Michael, would you like to do the honours? Uh, so we, we decided when we, we were going to do the podcast, we were going to do record... the next one, Road Dog. Yeah, you're it's up pretty flabbergasted. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the next, because uh, we were going to do the first two episodes together. So we'd done the first two albums um, and, and already had um, knowledge that we were going to do the two on the one day. So the next Still episode, drawn randomly though. Yes, just to- random, random draw. But the uh, next draw I was very happy to have and it is down, including Pepper Keenan, Phil Anselmo, Jimmy Bauer, Bauer Kirk Kirk Weinstein, 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 um, Winstein, and Windy Steiny. Who, who's the other one? And uh, Rex Brown. Rex is on base, yeah. Yeah, down to uh, a bustle in your hedgerow. So I'm very excited to revisit this one because uh, I have not heard this album probably for about 10 years, so it was good to go back and Excellent. give it another go. All right. Signing out. Timo needs to go and have a piss. Go for it, Road Dog. We're out. Who's in the box?